Greetings, this is Dave. And I'm Stacy. Welcome to the Plant to Change My Life podcast. We are a husband and wife team living in Houston, arguably the barbecue capital of Texas, who share a passion for good food and holistic wellness. We are on a mission to inspire people to live their best lives through healthy food choices, one meal at a time. Every individual making these choices today will help create a legacy of good health and wellness for the next generation. In this podcast, you'll hear stories from people who have experienced awesome changes with the plant-based lifestyle. We'll also feature other amazing individuals whose voices help with our mission. Today, we're talking to a man who once never imagined going vegan, but since making the switch, he's been inspired to help others not only see veganism for themselves, but to also think about how every one of us can do something to collectively make the world a better place. Here's a clip of Greg Willieborough talking about the action he and his business partner are taking with their company, Turfew Straws, a straw that's edible. Turfew is actually French slang for future, and uh, we just really liked everything everything it meant. Um, they're edible because we're they're made out of a combination of grain and plants. And uh, again, you know, we really don't expect people to just start eating their straws because it's not really in. Uh, in people's habits, and it might confuse some uh, some bystanders. Uh, the real reason why we made our straws edible um, is because you know most straws, even when you put them in uh, in recycle bins, because of their size, end up slipping through and end up in nature. Uh, what happens is that you know those plastic straws, those paper straws, they have some uh, some food residue, some some liquid residue around them, which makes that a lot of animals just end up eating them. And what it does is that it causes internal uh, intest- sorry, intestinal blockages and, uh, and sometimes death. You know, um, it's estimated that around 100 million animals in the world die from uh, plastic ingestion. Um, so, yeah, so we just thought that it just makes sense. You know, if we're not able to, to have a consistent, uh, efficient recycling system and that we know that those straws, most of those straws are going to end up in nature, let's just make it easy on animals and and making nutritious for them and that they can eat them without a problem if they happen to to end up in nature. And I also like to mention that, um, you know, because they're made out of a combination of grain and plants, uh, they are um, super biodegradable, uh, meaning they, they biodegrade in a matter of days instead of uh, centuries like uh, like plastic and, uh, and decades like uh, paper sometimes when it's not... Uh, Submitted to water. Now learn all about Greg, one of the men behind the mission of Turfew Straws. Grab your tea and take a seat. Here's his story. Greg Willieborough, the co-founder of Turfew Straws, a company that offers biodegradable, vegan, and edible straws. We're so glad to have him here to talk about his plant-based journey and his work to provide a solution to the waste that plastic straws create in our environment. Thank you for joining us today, Greg. Hey, Stacy. Thanks for having me. Yes. Let's start by learning a little bit about you, where you're from, and where you're now located. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, before starting, I just I just wanted to say. If I had come across you guys like years ago, I would have been, I would have gone plant-based like years ago. Oh, 
for sure. I mean, it's, you guys are really doing something great and, and it's, uh, it's very encouraging to see, you know, pretty much people who like, you know, that you can associate with and that look like you that are just living that plant-based life and, and thriving. Oh, well, thank you. That really, that, that's, that's awesome. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. So to, to tell you a little bit about me, um, to go back to the beginning, you know, I was born in Belgium, um, mainly grew up in France, uh, lived in a few different countries, and uh, I've been in the U.S. since, uh, since college. Um, so the reason for that is that my, uh, my parents were diplomats, both African. So every four to five years, we would always just uh, move around. Uh, but eventually, I came to the States for college, and I've been here for 12 years. Wow, that's very cool. You've, you've seen a lot. You've experienced a lot of different cultures. Uh, so I guess, your, how, how, does your, how does the plant-based journey begin? Like, how long have you been vegan, and what inspired you to make that switch? Uh, yeah, I've been uh, vegan for a little more than a year now. Um, you know, it all started uh, actually with my girlfriend. She is the one who became vegan first. And, um, you know, just, uh, so I was seeing what she was eating and ultimately I just decided to, for us to just eat the same thing. And that's how I got into it. You know, one, uh, one meal at a time and one meal at a time, I just realized that it's something I could do and I felt good and I just kept going with it. Okay. So you just kind of gradually made the switch yeah. over time. Yeah. I guess the first, you know, I had three different biases as to why I wasn't plant-based slash vegan. Number one was that I just didn't think that it was possible, you know, that you would be missing some nutrients and, you know, wouldn't be able to get enough proteins and all that yada yada that we always hear. Uh, number two was that I just never saw anybody that looked like me that was vegan or, or plant-based, you know? So, uh, you know, every time I was seeing somebody that was vegan is somebody that I really couldn't like um, relate to. So I was never attracted to it. Uh, and number three, I thought that there was, you know, no taste to it. You know, I didn't think that it would be uh, tasty food and I wouldn't have any pleasure eating. So these were my three biases that I had that were slowly broke down at just one meal at a time, you know, mm -hmm. and just like learning about it and being more curious about it. So what were some of the I know you talk about like some of the, the biases that people have when they don't really have a background with the vegan lifestyle. And it's understandable because uh, I know like when I first started, it was kind of like, you're going to go vegan. It's like, where, where are you going to eat? Because, you know, our, my, my culture, our culture is kind of based on uh, your, your meal being complete by having a piece of meat on the plate. So, so what are some of the things that you started out like as you were being introduced to it? What are some of the things that kind of pushed you to understand that, hey, this is something I can do? Uh, well, first of all, I think it's sort of nice to hear you say that because I'm realizing more and more that, um, you know, Africans and the black culture in America is sort of the same. Like in Africa as well, you know, a meal is not complete unless you have like a good piece of meat going on with it. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's sort of interesting to see that there's that similarity. Um, um, so actually, I w it, was pretty, uh, it was pretty progressive. You know, uh, I was uh, still uh, eating eggs. Uh, I was still eating eggs and dairy for a moment, and then I slowly got out of it. Um, I think what really made the switch for me is when I had my first plant-based burger, which tasted more amazing than any real meat burger I've ever had. Mm -hmm. And the second I bit into that burger, I was like, that's it. Like, <laughs> it, in one burger, 
like so many biases were broken, you know? It's mm -hmm. like, it tasted good, not just good, like great, mm -hmm. you know? And I could, that means I could still experience pleasure while eating. And I was mm -hmm. like, why do I need like regular meat anymore? And, and, and then it made me super curious as to what else is out there that's similar, you know? And I, and I went, so I, I didn't go, I didn't start very healthy in the vegan ways because I just started looking for all the comfort and, and vegan fast food. Mm -hmm. and 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 you know once i did the rounds of that i was like man this is it i mean i could still experience pleasure while eating and and that's what i'm going to do and it's great for my health so you know why not yes yes that's pretty awesome i love everything you just said because i think people they just kind of assume that if you're not eating meat then your food just is not going to have any flavor or taste to it but that's that's so not the case i kind of think that oftentimes cooking like plant-based inspires people to be even more creative. And so therefore it has more flavor to it. Absolutely. So what was the response of like your family and friends as you were making this transition? Um, you know, for, from a family standpoint, you know, I've been blessed that I have a very supportive family, but you can be supportive and still get uh, cracking jokes at, you know? And it's actually one of the main ways families show, family show love, you know, just making mm -hmm. fun of each other. Mm -hmm. So, you know, of course they were supportive, but they would for sure, they would for sure crack the jokes, you know, just because they just quite didn't understand and they didn't have any reference. Um, I think the main thing as well is that, you know, my girlfriend is from Sweden, uh, so she's white. And so, you know, I started dating her and then I went vegan. So he's like, oh, that's what happened. You know? <laughs> started dating a Swedish girl. All of a sudden you're vegan now. You know? <laughs> so that, that, that's what they, you know, that was sort of the nar narrative. And, um, and yeah, and, you know, plus, you know, African family. So again, you know, it's never been in the habit uh, not to eat meat. They've never really uh, interacted with people who live that way or anything like that. So it was more curiosity. And uh, so, yeah, so that sort of was the first thing. And then my friends, well, my friends, they were just, just like, oh, you're, you're turning into a hippie, you know, you're like, what's going on? <laughs> you know, and uh, so that was the initial reactions. But what was fun was sort of to like slowly break down and slowly educate my circle and slowly see them coming closer and meeting me halfway. And, uh, and I think that's pretty much the key is just education, not confrontation, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and, and when I, and when, you know, the interesting thing is, you know, I'm a marketer, so I always look at things from, I can't help but look at things from a marketing perspective. And what I realized is that um, when it comes to veganism and plants-based life, a, a big part of it is, is really a more of a marketing and a branding problem in mm -hmm. the sense that, you know, if you think of any product that you want to adapt, right? Like just think of Nike, right? Nike doesn't make you want to buy Nikes just because it's great shoes. Mm -hmm. Nike inspires you. Nike shows you people that look like you that are accomplishing great things. Uh, Nike makes you want to be part of that community, mm -hmm. right? And, 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 it, and that was the problem of veganism from my perspective is that, yeah, the features, quote unquote, are great. You know, it's great for your health, great for the mm -hmm. environment. That, those are just the features. What was missing is the inspiration part where you're seeing a community that you feel like you want to be part of. Mm -hmm. And the problem is that from the outside, when you look at the vegan community, it's not necessarily a community you want to be part of because you're seeing those, 
you're seeing only the extremes, right? Those people in the streets with their signs screaming at your face, save the animals. And you're like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go like right. that, you know? Yeah. So, so the great thing that's happening now is you're seeing people like you, you're seeing athletes, you're seeing all kinds of people that are becoming vegan. You're like, oh yeah, I can, I relate to these people. Maybe I can do it. And, and, and people like you, you know, like I've read that you've done like what, like five marathons in oh, bikes, you know? like that's cycling. <laughs> cycling, right? Like that's, that's amazing. Right. And, right. and you're breaking so many biases. Look at you doing sports, long distance sports, thriving. And I think mm-hmm. that's the key right there. Yes. Yes. That's so true because I just know, uh, like when I first started cycling, people were kind of like, um, that's not going to work out. Uh, how are you going to, you know, you don't get enough protein, stuff like that. And it was just like, and my husband at the time when I was cycling, we were just dating, but, uh, I just remember people would look at us like, and we would like be passing people on our bikes and people would be looking at us like, wow, are they, they're vegan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. so powerful. You know, yes. it's just so powerful. Like sometimes it, you just can't rationalize people into something. They have to see it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that anybody in your circle that heard, heard you accomplish that cycling thing, they got like, huh, maybe I should look into that diet. Cause I've been eating all these meat. I never even like did any like, uh, sports achievement like that. So I, I just think there's multiple ways to, to, to get people to, to be interested in our lifestyle. And, and fortunately, these past couple of years, um, the community has done a great job at, uh, at that, I think, you know, uh, showing that vegan food is tasty, showing mm-hmm. that you can have a vegan lifestyle and still be uh, into sports and, and still be fit. And, and also, that's actually one of the things that I have going on with my brand right now is I'm trying to make people understand that you can do something sustainable and you can do something for nature without uh, being stigmatized as a hippie. You yes. Know? And that's one of the things, I, not to interrupt, but that's one of the things I love about your branding. You did an excellent job because it's kind of like you don't have to be a hippie you don't have to be an environmentalist like everybody everybody should care about the environment for sure and it doesn't have to be big things you know i I truly believe that it's it's going to be micro efforts that that will lead to macro positive environmental impacts so you know you don't have to switch your lifestyle from one day to another just start with one little thing Mm -hmm. and it's just like the path uh to veganism right you start small start with one meal Mm-hmm. You know, you start with my meal and then you get two, three, you get curious mm-hmm. and then you start educating yourself and all of a sudden you're living that lifestyle. And I yes. believe that everything in life is progressive. Yes, and, it is. Um, yeah, start with one. Just start with one little thing. Yes, I love that. So tell us a little bit more about, so you, you started on this vegan journey um, and then along the way you started a business. How did this come about? Like the the evolution of turkey straws so uh, you know i'm pretty sure you also experienced that is that once you get sort of in the plant-based life and you start educating yourself well all of a sudden you just start getting more curious and more sensitive also to sustainability and the environment and then you start asking yourself what can i do you know what can i do that's more than just uh my lifestyle you know how can i affect other people's lifestyle and I can, how can I affect the, the environment? And I think that's probably what led to you guys doing the, the Eat Good initiative. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just a natural thing, right? That when you're experiencing something good, you want to share it and you want to see how you, you can impact people. So me and my good friend that I used to work with, uh, we used to work corporate together and we, hate, we were like allergic to corporate. <laughs> so we were always, we were always looking for something to start. It's my friend, Thomas, shout out to him. Uh, and we were always looking for something to start and he, we became vegan sort of at the same time. And it, it sort of just naturally we fell into it and we, we came across how much plastic is such a huge problem. Um, and that's where, that's where we started really like, you know, brainstorming on what it is we could do. And we just stumbled into straws and, and tried to make the best product possible while putting in the lessons that we've learned on our path to veganism, which is what would be the best approach to do that in a way that brings in people instead of push, push them away. You know, nowadays, every time you're talking about the environment or something sustainable, the majority of people will be turned off. They'll be like, oh, okay, all right. He's going on this like rampage. So that's why we're sort of taking sort of like a counter approach where, I mean, if you've noticed, you know, we, we curse quite a bit, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we're like, yeah, like we, we, you know, you can be yourself, you can be loud, you can be, you can be who you want to be and still do something good for nature. You don't have to change your whole persona to, to do something good, you know? And I like, I like the way you framed it about like, sometimes people, when they are, when they think about a problem, they don't make any type of uh, steps toward making it better because they're overwhelmed by the size of the problem. But really, if you just, takes baby steps and do what you can do. Cause I always like to say, if you, just because you can't do everything doesn't mean you don't do anything. You know what I mean? That's so true. So, so true. I like that, that you pointed that out. It's just like, cause yes, plastic waste is a huge problem. Um, but it's just the, the baby steps that everybody can take part in to do something and make it better. Yeah. I mean, it's like the, the one advice I'd have to any person that's on a, uh, either starting the, the plant-based lifestyle or, or into it right now and, and, and is trying to sort of like convince their surroundings because the thing is you know when you're doing something that you know it's good you want to share it with the people you love so you just can't help yourself that that, that talk it to your family about it and you're so passionate about it that sometimes it just turns them off and you're like always talking about it right so my advice is that don't try to don't try to to, to convince them just try to to get them to just try something mm-hmm. and start start with one meal you know don't sit down and uh, don't put them on a table and try to rationalize them into a plant-based lifestyle take them to a restaurant and make them try vegan food and they're gonna be like oh man this is actually delicious mm-hmm. you know and and then you've planted the seed that's all you got to do you just got to plant the seed and 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 it'll grow because it's just it just makes sense one of the things I love about your story is uh, you talked about your father taking like a 31 day challenge. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's also a, a good way of doing it. It's like, you know, nowadays, if you call anything a challenge, people are much more motivated to try it or do mm-hmm. it. And, you know, my dad is about the toughest uh, audience there is an African dad to convince an, an, you know, an old school African man not to eat meat. I mean, wow, you know, like, but, but that's how, that's how I sort of friended to him. I like that. Yeah. You're like an overachiever. You've done all this thing. Would you be able to, to do that, uh, to go 30 days without the, 
meat. So, so I made it about the challenge and not the actual thing. And he did it. And, and, he, and while doing that, the, this challenge, he realized a few things. He realized that there's very tasty food in it. He realized that he felt better while doing it. And, and he, then he got curious, which is the best thing you could do is to make some, plant that seed and make somebody curious because they're going to start on their own effort instead of you pushing the information on them. They're going to go seek it. Mm-hmm. And then it's and then it's like you know game over. So yeah, I'm pretty it's, I'm pretty uh, happy that I got my dad on this path. Yes. <laughs> so sometimes when people are starting out and um, like it's when you're making that switch, it it can be like a, a complete mind switch, and people don't really have an idea like what does that look like on the other side. So can you talk a little bit about some of like on a day to day basis, like some of the things that like like your father would, would eat during his challenge, like, uh, or, or that you would eat on a day-to-day basis? Uh, gotcha. I think the, you know, one thing uh, that's, that's pretty uh, easy the, the, is like uh, bowls, you know, because mm-hmm. bowls and, and sort of like, it's interesting enough, like when it comes to Mexican food, there's a, lot, there's a lot of things you can do very easily that are super tasty when it comes to like tacos, burritos, and again, as I mentioned, you know, I'm, I'm a vegan junk food guy. So, so of course, you know, I made him, I, I took him the, I took him the vegan junk food route. You know, I made him had all the good fries and burgers, all the good <laughs> hot dogs, all the, you know, that was my strategy. I'm like, dad, we're, 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 we're going, we're going for it. So, so yeah, I, you know, I wish I could tell you that I started with like, you know, green bowls and all that good stuff but nah nah Stacy uh, it was <laughs> it was legendary but yeah so you know we started that way and then we slowly went into more of like a healthier quote-unquote right uh, route with the grains and and you know I think bowls is always the easiest thing to do because you can literally have zero cooking skills like myself and still be able to make a pretty healthy bowl fairly quickly. Yes, we love bowls around here because it's kind of like the basics are already there and you just kind of mix it up, each item up each time. So yeah, I get that. And I totally understand the vegan junk food thing because in Houston, we have, it's like over the past two years, so many like vegan restaurants have popped up, like pop-ups and restaurants and it's just like, they can veganize anything like yeah. seriously oh wait is it uh, is it in houston that you have uh, the slutty vegan oh no that's in atlanta but they have uh, popped up atlanta. here they have oh, popped really? up in okay. houston before yes yeah yes. oh my and god uh, if if i come across this it's 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 not gonna be pretty i'm telling you <laughs> stacy it's gonna it's gonna be a mess but yeah I'm, I'm you know those sort of things and, and actually what you're doing out as well with eat good is i think it's just amazing to be able to bring that into our community, you know, mm-hmm. because, because I feel like we're, you know, unfortunately our community is the one that's like touched the most by, uh, you know, very preventable things like, uh, you know, heart disease and so forth. And, and I think it's great that there's people like you who are like bringing it with an angle that's like, listen, you're, you're still going to have something that's very tasty and amazing and, and so food and so forth, but it's going to be, better for you healthier mm-hmm. for you and mm-hmm. i think that's the route to take because you're not going to be able to rationalize people into adopting that lifestyle so you know you guys are fighting the good fight and i think it's amazing yes yes i appreciate that i guess my next question is um 
what is so like in a short period of time you have you become vegan you started a company so what's what's next like on your on your list of things like what is the next thing you hope to accomplish um so right now you know i'm um, Turfy Straws is a, is very uh, recent uh, as far as companies, so we have quite a bit of growth to do. Uh, right now, we're actually launching in France first because that's where my partner is. You know, he's stuck there, so we just decided uh, that since you know we were pretty familiar with the market there and he's already on the ground, that we would launch it there. So we're launching in France. Uh, the idea is to grow there as much as possible, uh, get some good cash flow in, get some good revenue and awareness in. And then I'll take care of launching it in the U.S. Uh, as well. So that's sort of like where, where our focus is. Um, and we're just learning as we go as well. Okay. So, with, so are you uh, like with the straws? Um, is this, it's like a business to business type of thing? Uh, so it's both. We, we're going to be in retail where people can uh, just you know, buy us off the shelf. And we're also going to sell to coffee shop, restaurants, uh, and and so forth. Yeah. So it's going to be on the on the on both ends. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that here in Houston. Thank you. Thank when you. it comes around, I'll make sure to, I'll, I'll make sure to send you guys a box. Actually. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be awesome because we we like Ega does smoothies and uh, people sometimes they'll be like, well, do y'all have straws? Well, we don't carry straws, but if we had something that was more you know sustainable, we we could use something like that because um, we we try to be. You know, we try not to use plastics and stuff like that. Um, like our bottles are glass and you can reuse them. But, um, but yeah. So do you have any uh, like favorite inspirational resources? Like when you were first starting out some books or podcasts or um, people that you, you know, follow to give you some inspiration? Um, I think one of the greatest things it could, it could be very good or very bad, but in this particular case, it's, it's, it's very good, is that what happens with social media is that uh, their algorithm is so good right now that when you start getting into something, you know, when you start being interested, in this case, in veganism, and you start following a few accounts, the algorithm starts suggesting in your feed things related to veganism. So all of a sudden, every day when you go on Instagram or Facebook, you see something related to it and you can dive into it. So I don't, I don't really have any, very, any good um, particular resource um, to, to, to do so, uh, but it's just like the general way my, my social media is set right now uh, that I always see come across interesting accounts. What I'm particularly enjoying right now is just seeing really uh, on, on Instagram people of our community who are vegan and the way they're approaching it and the way they're... Uh, uh, talking to people about it, accounts like uh, Badass Vegan is one, of, is one of the most popular ones. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I really enjoy seeing that because it, it's just a great feeling to me to know that, you know, change is happening in our community. And I think there were some stats that came, uh, that came out, I don't know, a few months ago saying that African-American uh, are like one of the, the quickest rise in, in, mm-hmm. uh, in turning vegan. And that, that's just such great news, you know, so. Yes. Yes, I love that. I love that. I remember that article came out, I believe it was like toward the end of last year or something like that. Because I know when I met my husband a long time ago, <laughs> I remember when I when we were out and I remember he was talking to one of my best friends and I overheard him say that he was vegan. It was just like seeing a unicorn. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Back then, um, it's just like, 
it was you didn't see a whole lot of people that were that were vegan. So I just love the growth over the years where you know it's becoming more common and you're seeing more people that are embracing the lifestyle. How can people connect with you and learn more about you and everything you're doing? Instagram is probably the best. Uh, if you just go on Instagram, Turfu Straws, T-U-R-F-U-E, uh, you know, we're pretty involved in it. So we're always putting out content about ourselves, about our brand and about the lifestyle as well. Um, and uh, right now we're starting a campaign that's called uh, Not Your Hippie, <laughs> which is the, the idea is to, to just tell people that, hey, you know, like uh, just because you're doing something sustainable and something good for the environment doesn't stigmatize you. And, and it counts, you know, and it's the sum of all of our small efforts that's going to have big impacts. Um, so we're really fighting because, you know, when I was trying to become vegan, that's something that I really uh, came across quite a, lot, quite a lot is that when you say you're vegan, people automatically have an image in their head that you're trying to like, you know, that you're in the streets with signs and mm-hmm. screaming at people and trying to change the world and like, you're going to go live in the woods, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, I, I, so I'm really trying to, you know, we're really trying to start a campaign saying that, hey, you can still be yourself and do something nice for the environment and it doesn't put you in a box. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, again, it's, I get so hopeful when I come across people like you guys, because it's just like a, a, you know, a real life version of what I truly believe. So it's, it's really awesome. And thanks again for, for reaching out. It was so cool. You know, I, it was a yes before I read three words. about you. <laughs> <laughs> I am so excited that we had a chance to connect. I, when I saw your story, I was just like, yes, I have to talk to him. I love everything you're doing, everything, and I look forward to seeing your, your growth, continued growth. Once more, thank you, Greg, for taking the time to speak with us. You guys are doing some wonderful things. They have a really fun company, and we're looking forward to having it spread in the U.S. So on today's Pantry Makeover segment, we're going to be talking about ginger. Ginger is something I love. Uh, I think I fell in love with ginger when I first started drinking ginger beers. Uh, I don't drink them as much now because of the heavy sugar, but we want to tell you a little bit about this amazing food and its benefits. So here we go. So ginger is a rhizome, which is a plant stem that is under the soil. The rhizome is used by the plant to store energy in the form of proteins, starches, and other nutrients. Uh, So this explains why they can be so beneficial to our health. Uh, Ginger is used for cooking and medicinal purposes, along with personal care products. Most people know ginger for its use in digestive issues like nausea, gas, bloating, indigestion, or heartburn. You would often hear elders say, drink some ginger ale or ginger tea whenever you have a stomachache, you know? Now we know that the lower sugar ginger tea is a better option. Here are five not-so-commonly-known benefits of ginger. Ginger is used to help relieve soreness and inflammation and can even help reduce migraines. It's also antibacterial and it can help control blood pressure and cholesterol. It can also help alleviate pain and other issues during a woman's menstrual cycle. Dr. Michael Greger, in his book, How Not to Die, illustrates the power of ginger in alleviating some of these symptoms. He writes, researchers pitted one-eighth of a teaspoon of powdered ginger head-to-head against 400 milligrams of ibuprofen, and the ginger worked just as effectively as this leading drug. He says, 
Unlike the drug, ginger can also reduce the amount of menstrual bleeding. Dr. Greger's book is a treasure of information, and we highly recommend grabbing a copy from your local library or bookstore. The book contains a wealth of information on how plant-based foods can help prevent and even reverse diseases. And we recommend you try to go ginger on your own. Um, you can grow it outside or inside. It, it serves as a really good house plant also. Um, and you can grow it from the ginger you buy in the store. Just once it starts sending shoots, you can plant it. So once you grow a good amount of ginger, you can use it for a wide variety of culinary purposes. We love using ginger in smoothies. Um, you can add fresh or dried ginger in your smoothies. It can sometimes be stringy and fibrous. Uh, so if you have a less powerful blender, then opt for the dried powdered ginger. We also use ginger in teas. When making tea, we don't peel the ginger. We just cut into small pieces and boil it in water and then filter it. Ginger goes well in soups. It pairs well with sweet salads. One idea is to do a kale salad with ginger chews and roasted pumpkin seeds. You can roast your own pumpkin seeds. Uh, we like to buy them raw and roast them ourselves, or we put them over the stove and just cook them with a little bit of salt and a little oil and uh, whatever se other seasons you want to put in there. Do you have a question or an idea for a future segment? We want to hear from you. Send us your question through the contact us link on planschangemylife.com. We love spreading the word about the benefits of a healthy, whole food, plant-based diet and want to invite you to join us in the movement. So make today the day you grab a Plants Change My Life t-shirt for yourself or someone you love. Check out our new colors and styles. Just visit planschangemylife.com and click on Merch. Your purchase helps us carry out our mission. You can also help by sharing the podcast with others, leaving feedback, and subscribing to the show wherever you listen. We truly appreciate your support. Thank you for listening to the Plants Change My Life podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please follow us at Plants Change My Life on Instagram and on Facebook. And head on over to PlantsChangeMyLife.com for additional information about the show and the resources mentioned. Also, if you or someone you know has a story to share, please get in touch with us at stories at planschangemylife.com. Respect, and always remember, when you eat good, you reap good. Peace.